Hello everyone, welcome back to Out of Context. It is, of course, my turn to introduce this week, even though I really know, don't know what I'm doing half of the time, but last minute I found out what I want to do as an introduction. Fun fact, you can pinch a weenus as hard as you want. If you're wondering, what is a weenus? It is not your younger sibling. It's actually the loose skin on your elbow, and you can pinch it how hard as you want, all that stuff, because... The extra skin on your elbow, known scientifically as, I'm not even going to pronounce it, but we call it the weenus, is basically nature's silly putty. Because there are fewer sensory neurons located there, that means you can keep kneading it all day long, you can use your cat to make biscuits on it, it's fine. Um, That's not to say that you can't injure your elbow in other ways, like playing tennis or overdoing it at the gym, but treat your extra skin like a stress ball is fair game. And with me today... Uh, who are in the background just looking at their elbows and stuff, is um, is Adriana. My weenus is black, it is huge, and it is tough, yet sensitive to the touch. My eyes are up here, don't stare at it. Ah, ah, ah. Don't stare at it. Welcome everyone! My name is Adrian. I go by Walker AC, and to you my friends, yes you are my friends, don't stare at my weenus. Look at me. Oh, look at it. Keep your eyes shut, no matter what you do. It's the, it's the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> it's like the Indiana Jones. You stare at it, your face melts. Uh, but yes, yes. And welcome back to the show. Ashford, thank you for that wonderful introduction. And you're not going to believe this, but the last show that we did, I was going to use that exact same thing. That's why I smiled big when you first started talking about it. So Really? Yes. I had the page pulled up. I was going to say the exact same thing. So kudos to you on that one. Okay. Well, so we're keeping him like he's quiet. He's in the. We know he's wanting to talk. But the more you and I communicate, and he hasn't been introduced yet, he can't say anything. Them's the rules of the podcast. Isn't that, isn't that right? Of course. Always. Okay. So should we, I mean, should we josh around some more? Do we introduce this person, this mysterious person? Well, before we do, let's go off on a tangent just for a second. I mean, we were supposed to record, you know, yesterday, but of course life happens and you and I have been tired and, you know, going through the motions of life and work and everything. So let me just ask you, how are you doing? I am am here, man. Uh, Of course, you and I are events, well, not you and I, I vented to you before we started recording um work-related stuff and that's about it but for the most part i'm actually not so tired i am drinking some green tea and i'm good i'm gucci i'm bueno how are you i'm feeling much better since the last uh, episode we did um a couple of listeners um said when you mentioned chocolate thunder they wonder was that your bizarre way of complimenting my sexy sultry voice or were you just yeah, I, I wasn't too sure because, once again, I was sick seeing Aztec temples. I was just totally out of it, so that's why I barely said anything. But now now that I'm back now and uh, I'm feeling so much better, I guess my chocolate under voice has gone by the wayside. Depressing. Very, very depressing. I think we might as well do it, Ashley. I'll stand back and you go ahead and uh, introduce him. I think he's waiting. Well, he's on the camera. We can tell he wants to be introduced to the world. I wish everyone could see him. Everyone, I want you to meet Thick Bunkus and his owner, Dakota. 
That was a great introduction because the cat meowed at the same time you called him out. But yes, uh, Dakota, how are you? Oh, hello. I'm sorry. I thought he was the one who was going to be talking throughout this whole thing. I'm sorry. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we all doing today? Welcome back to Out of Context. We're, we're good. And I do want to let you know that actually Thick Funkus was supposed to speak instead of you today, but there was some like uh, time conflicts and stuff like that. So that's why you were like a last minute pick. <clears throat> He's a very busy man. He's only he appearing here now. He's getting on a flight to Japan in about 10 minutes. He will be leaving us. Oh, man. He's got to go to Japan and he's going to make mochi. Not biscuits, but mochi. Nope. He is straight up making mochi and making money. Making all that yen. Or is it is it yen in Japan? Did I get that Maybe? wrong? I think so. Uh, uh, it, it is yen. It, it, it is exactly a yen. What is it? Who makes yang? Or tang, actually. I like tang. Orange tang. Never drank it when I was a kid. Poo t- tang. I was, I was going to say it. I was going to say it, damn astronauts. <laughs> So, we are all gathered here today to have a wonderful show, and we'll try not to talk over one another. But Ashley, of course, she'll get off on a tangent, and she will take over the whole thing. So hopefully, Dakota, you are with us um, for you know from start to finish. But we talked the last time. You're a very entertaining young man, so we love having you here. But of course, the listeners cannot see your face. Um, we are very highly entertained here. Ashley came up with a theory that... Now that we are doing this show, we must be on webcam and we must show yep. our faces and I can't stand it. But to give her credit. You are a gorgeous man, Adrian. You accept the fact that people are going to love you for who you are. The camera adds 10 pounds. It just adds 10 pounds. I accept it. Brother, the camera adds 60 pounds to me. I don't want to hear it. But you Bro, are a sexy, sexy me, man. man with those mutton chops. Extremely sexy. Can I keep my eyes off you? You and your white weenus are amazing. Oh, sexy man. But speaking of weenuses, Ashley, but by all means, show's all yours. Um, they're my weenuses. That's gross. They're very pointy. That's, hey, pointy. it's a family show, That's okay? Keep it PG. Weenuses. Weenuses. Weenai. Oh, Thick Bunk is he's moving. Okay, no. So that's a, the that's a downfall of this show is that, yeah, there is... There's distractions. Dakota has a very cute, thick cat, and I've nicknamed him Thick Bunkus, and I refuse to accept him by any other name. Uh, his government name that Dakota gave him, wrong. Wrong. He floats me the bird, but he knows it's it's true. Right? Oh my god. Yes. Yes, we you can. You must hear the pussy. We Listen cannot, to the pussy. We cannot turn into a very crash show again, folks. We did this last time around. and. We're all- a crash show what do you mean when we cannot turn this into a crash show this has been a crash show crash and crash um for as long as i can remember since i was conceived actually crashing fruit and crash and burn we're here to learn that's what he does when he wants pets he does the come on I can't do this show. He's so cute. Now she's gonna forget that this is a podcast and not actually, you know, you know, you know, like a visually, uh, a visually show <laughs> here. So he's gone now. He's gone. We're we need we we have work to do. Yes. The fuck? I did not agree. This this was in my contract. Okay. And no. also, people that listen to this understand that kitties be cute, especially when they do the little paw thing where they want the attention and that it's their toe beans. Okay. 
So please, okay. Dakota, um, jump on in here because every time she sees your cat, she's going to lose her train of thought. Just like seeing something shiny and it'll just be all over. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you, what have you been up to these days? Actually, uh, where, where are you from? Originally born in Colorado and I have lived in three other states since then. Uh, my former local years were spent traveling with my father who moved furniture. I uh, used to be an avid gamer, don't do it so much anymore. I have a small YouTube channel with about 30 to 40 subscribers. I play with guns, Legos, as well as uh, a couple of other hobbies here and there. I drink enough to kill small children and uh, I love my son very much. My beautiful orange boy. Cool, very good. Now, odd enough, um, I lived in Vail, Colorado for quite a stint for a while. Hmm. Yes, small side story. Um, get, you know, getting out of high school, did a little bit of college. Uh, my friends had uh, family uh, up in Colorado Springs. So just on a whim, they're like, okay, we're packing up, we're moving, let's go. He got a settlement, he got himself a brand new Pathfinder, myself, my brother, we rented a U-Haul trailer and we drove straight to Colorado, saw some family. All of a sudden we're like, let's live in Vail. We had no idea what Vail entailed, what it had to offer. Um, we stayed at uh, these, these apartments in Vail. Everybody was really, really nice because everyone was high. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, my brother and his friend worked for Vail Associates, the equivalent of Disney. And on the side, we worked for Blockbuster Video. <clears throat> yeah. And oh yes, uh, it was a franchise store. And next door, um, one of the buddies guys worked at a pizzeria. He was high twenty four seven, and every day he would come over and he would say, and I quote, "You guys hungry?" And of course, <laughs> being in our early twenties and being broke, we're like, "Sure!" And we get free pizza every single day until we were totally sick of pizza. We left our doors open all the time because everyone was high. Did I mention that? And uh, yeah. We would have parties every night. My brother would cook Chinese food in his walk. My friend would buy beer. And we would just hang out and have a good old time for many, many months until both of them missed their girlfriends and ran back to Florida screening. Aww. Yes. So I always want to go back to Colorado because it was a beautiful, beautiful place. Very expensive, but very beautiful. So I, I've never been to Colorado, but this has me thinking of a little topic. Um, I'll admit I'm sure what we're going to talk about because brain. Uh, anyway, so we've all been high at least once in our lives, have we? Agreed? By mistake, yes. Okay. Whatever. Okay. When you have that, like when you were, like what was your go-to munchies? Like what is something that you craved the most? Uh, Dakota, we'll start with you and then I will answer my, uh, my other question there if i had them <clears throat> if i had them it would have been the barbecue twist fritos those nice. are dangerous Solid. those are very they, dangerous they are they are they are the tangy sweet it's got a good crunch mm. so to kind of piggyback off of that what was your first experience getting high i mean was it with friends was it by yourself it was with friends. It was senior year at a Christmas party with uh, with a group of my friends, and they were all passing around the bong, and I was like, oh, this will be fun. I greened out so bad, I threw up for two hours. Turns out I have a rare genetic disposition with my ADHD that I cannot have cannabinoids, and it causes me severe panic attacks. 
Oh, wow. Now, have you been high ever since, or you just kind of just stayed away from it ever since that one episode? Every every once in a while, I'll dive back into it. I'll do little hits off of, like, um, THC pens, or I'll try a little bit of flower. I've noticed mainly that it has to do with, like, actual weed, but if I try the concentrates, I don't have as much issue. Now, if the federal government is listening, th- this is all hyperbole. I'm not actually talking about anything here. This is all... Hypothetical. This is all fake. Hypotheticals. Hypothetically. Tabloids. Hypothetically now. Now, for me, um, like I said, I don't do anything. I'm a boring guy. Um, Let's go back to the way back, Machine uh, Machine Sherman. Uh, I went to a Beastie Boys, Rollins Band, Cypress Hill concert in Orlando uh, back in 92, I believe, before I went to Germany. And... uh, yeah, me, my brother, and our good mutual friend went to the concert um, in a place in Orlando called The Edge. This is way before your time, kids. And, uh, yeah, um, what? Uh, Rollins Band came in, played their metal set. Then Cypress Hill and BC Boys came in, played their set. All of a sudden, we're, we're in a mosh pit having a good old time, and I get this strange smell going around. And, of course, I'm naive, don't have no idea what's going on. All of a sudden, I cannot stop laughing. The whole entire time, in a mosh pit getting thrown around, my glasses broken, scars on my chest and everything, and I just could not stop laughing. This went on for about a good, maybe two hours. After we got done, went to 7-Eleven, I went and got some Doritos and more Doritos and more Doritos and more Doritos. And uh, yeah, I drove home laughing, paranoid, you name it, I was feeling it. And I immediately went to the shower to wash the high off of me. And uh, yeah. One and only time, never again. Just wasn't really my thing, but it was a good feeling, and I couldn't stop laughing, and I gained extreme amount of weight that night. As we more was that the first and only time for you? Yes, first and only time. Wow. I, okay. I don't, I, I don't touch the stuff. People who do, hey, it's whatever. Do what you want to with your sheep. Leave me and my sheep alone. So, I can kind of relate, not, I don't want to relate entirely, so getting high was never a vice of, of mine. I follow in my father's bloodline's uh, steps of alcoholism. Uh, drugs and stuff like that doesn't really intrigue me, nothing. But there has been a handful of times I have smoked, and so I had two little stories. The first one is, of course, the first time it happened to me. I, this is like, I was 18, 19 party stage going hard at a house party and there's this and this girl she lived in like a really nice like her family was well off we got we sat around like freaking camelot's round table and we're playing the ring of fire uh drinking game and we're all drinking and then next thing you know there's like three blunts going around the table i kept saying no thanks no thanks no thanks and eventually, I never went get deep into peer pressure. I've been around a lot of people that smoked, like, most of my life, especially. But I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Just going to try it. So I occasionally I'll take a hit here and there. And between me being drunk and that, I definitely was feeling it. And I don't remember why, but all of us decided to go outside. And this is the middle of the night. And where she lived at was kind of its own piece of land. So... I'm just laying out there on the grass in her front yard. Everyone's just like walking around doing their own business. But I was just decided, I'm gonna lay on the grass. I'm gonna look at the stars. No one bothered me. I'm cool. 
And there's this guy that has been trying to talk to me the entire evening. And I remember he came and sat down next to me. And he sat a little too close. And my bro- even as my state of mind was, I scooted. I was like, personal space, personal space buddy. And he's he's talking to me, and I'm kind of zoning out, and I'm not really paying attention to what he's saying. But I just remember at one point, like, he, his hand, he, like, touched my arm or something, and I just remember yelling very loudly, Dude, I don't want to (laughs) fuck! So, and that kind of ruins attention. He immediately went away and stuff like that. So, that was my first experience. Now, um, early in my marriage... Where the, you know, my husband and I used to fight and stuff all the time. I used to have, I called it my nerd squad. It was a small group of my, of my guy friends and myself. It was Jeffrey, who you've met, Adrian. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends Floyd and Chris. So the four of us, we'd get together, we go watch our favorite movies, we go eat somewhere. Well, we picked up a habit where once in a blue moon, we'd have it, our nerd nights. And we would just get together, go to someone's house drink, watch movies, all that stuff. And they would usually smoke. I did. I was like, I'm fine with like my Smirnoffs and stuff. I'm cool. My husband, super against smoking weed. That's his thing. Whatever. Kevin and I would get an argument. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm pissed off with him. I'm a smoke. So I chose to do this and choose to do the smoking. And I would start doing that with them occasionally whenever we would hang out to where we go to Walmart. And my choice of munchies was the oatmeal cream pies of Lil Debbie's. Those are my go-to. Dangerous. I would buy like one to two boxes. Very dangerous. And like, we would all get like load up a cart <clears throat> full of like junk food because we knew the the munchies were gonna hit hard. And I remember having a little buzz, but I was I remember sitting on the couch. There's me. There's Jeffrey, another friend, and then my buddy Chris. He smoked so hard that he was basically passed out. He was dead. He was gone. And I'm watching, it's like one of the paranormal activity movies. And this is the one where a guy just appears, like he disappears and he appears out of nowhere and everything's just fucking exploding around him. Dude, it freaks me out so much that I screamed and I like flew off the couch because it just tripped me out so badly. And... I remember driving home and I'm going past buildings with like the glass in the front that's reflective and I thought someone was about ready to hit me head on and it freaked me out and I was like okay this is the last time I'm really gonna do this and it really was like uh, I smoked once a blue moon afterwards but I've never really done something like that since it was it was never really my thing not because of the fact that you know I was just a straight edge goody goody it's just you've heard so many stories of, you know, people lacing it or people slipping something in, stuff like that. And my luck, I will get something that's laced with something. And that would totally screw up my life or I'll make some really bad decision, make that bad phone call, drive that car, stuff like that. And I just, <clears throat> it was never really my thing, um, you know, not because the cool kids were doing it. It just, it, it just, it just wasn't really me. I mean, I have friends who do it, obviously. You know, I have friends who drink mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just, this was never really me. And yes, exactly. You there in the back, raising your hand. Um, I don't like to get drunk because I'm afraid of what inner demons I have and what will come out from 
something suppressed 20 years ago. I had that wrong drink and all of a sudden something gets triggered and you see a whole different side of Adrian and it gets really messy and scary and you never speak to me again. The podcast goes, the podcast goes up in the air. So I tend to avoid stuff like that. Um, Dakota, what about you? I mean, uh, I mean, do you still have any particular vice as far as you know drinking goes or you just maintain just a steady head? Uh, I vape constantly um it's not as bad as it used to be it's still a crutch though so trying to get away from it i have gone on and off between vaping and smoking i'm i'm finally giving up on smoking though i'm already fat i don't need don't need cigarettes trying to kill me too um but the vaping has become less and less as time has gone on as well you know it's it's just it's just you know little Little, little things, you know, that help me keep my sanity. If I stopped doing it, I'd have to, like, not go to work or have any type of outside stress because if I do, I'm just going to snap like a twig and then just blow up like a powder keg. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty glad that I'm way over here because, uh, you know, in horror movies, the black guy dies first. So, yeah, I don't want to catch any shrapnel or anything. Um, since Ashley asked a question, I do have a kind of a follow-up question, and I think I asked this before. But actually, I do want to get, you know, a Dakota's take on it also. Um, how do you, how do you handle stress? What do you do to alleviate stress? You know, do you do your vape? Do you go for a walk? you play a game? You know, pet your cat? Um, if something really, really gets to you, whether it be a long week, whether it be something personal, how do you handle your stress? Ver- you know, now versus, say, 15 years ago. 15 years ago, I would hit things. I would take my aggression out physically. I was a, I was a very angry child. I was suspended from school a lot for it. And I, um, I just, there was, there was no good way. There was no good way for me to find a way to vent it. Now, several outlets. I have a kitty. Uh, the, the vape keeps me on the line. You know, it doesn't help all the time. But it's there. Um, sometimes I paint. I do... The Legos, um, play video games. Um, shooting, actually, I find quite therapeutic. Target shooting, not, not. What kind of targets? Steel targets, actually. Okay. Just round steel plates. Occasionally, they have pictures of politicians on them, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that's a joke. America. FBI, that's a joke. <laughs> America. But no, um, and as as a person. I've, I've grown considerably in, in 15 years in being able to handle stress. And I, I work in one of the most customer centric parts of a store. And every single day I get screamed at by some old man who thinks I don't know what I'm talking about because he's my senior by at least 30 years. And I just smile at him and tell him to have a nice day and then just come home and find a way, find a way, whether it's him or it's this or it's that. There's always a good way to relieve stress, and that goes for anyone in the audience. If you're having a bad day, don't take it out on your loved ones. Don't take it out on the other person, and don't internalize it because it's it's just going to blow up. That's that's what always happens. It always leads to the same to the same effect. So just find some creative outlet that isn't destructive. I know I talked about shooting, and it seems destructive, but you can you can find ways to make it creative. There's, all, there's always a way to make something creative that you can use to relieve your stress. Fair enough. And Ashford, 
I think we touched on that a little bit, but what about you? You know, I mean, 15 years ago and then current, Ashley. <clears throat> 15 years ago, well, I was a teenager 15 years ago. I mean, so I guess the better way to say it is like maybe 10 years ago because I was like 19 then. <laughs> and still a teenager, but technically, you know, legal just about. Um, I did not handle stress well. I grew up in a very toxic environment where dealing with emotions and things was just something you don't do. You just bottle it all up. So uh, between a lot of trauma and everything else and then work, I just drank all the time. I came so close to, I had near alcohol poisoning once, uh, got, I mean, I'm pretty sure I deeply scarred up my internal organs during just these two years alone. And um, I was a type that I got angry. I would, I would fly off the handle at the littlest thing. And I had really bad anger problems. I, I wasn't physical, but I was the type that would yell and cuss. Like I just, and I would go for like, what hurts? What would hurt you? And now fast forward now, I, I do drink, but I don't drink nowhere near. People, like everyone likes to make jokes like, oh, Ashley, you know, she's the alcoholic of the group. I, I can throw back drinks, but I don't get drunk maybe like less, probably like around two to three times a year, usually for my birthday, New Year's, and maybe one off occasion. Uh, so occasionally I drink, I have a buzz, and but I want, when I'm stressed from a day of work, I don't really drink. I don't want that to be a vice. If I'm super depressed or very stressed out and angry, I don't drink. Um, I honestly, I just deal. I, there's nothing I really do. I probably go on my phone and go on social media, play a game. Um, but I'm not the type of person that really expresses my emotions. Does that make sense? I keep things very much bottled up inside, which I know eventually it's going to blow up. But I just internalize everything and it's just kind of, it is what it is. Let it hit your shoulder and roll off. And choose what's going to really stress me or not, or tomorrow's another day, all that bullshit. But mostly, I just internalize it. And that's it. <clears throat> yeah, I used to I used to internalize it. I used to hold it in. I used to just suppress it. Um, because, I mean, obviously I'm not going to dip into that whole angry black man thing. Because, yeah, it's a real thing, but that's not the crutch you know, a why I held in my anger for so many years. 15 years ago, yes, I was a very <clears throat> angry, 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 bitter person. And I would take my frustrations just, just like everybody else did, you know, on just inanimate objects, people. I would blame everything, you know, for my anger without taking out the whole lack of accountability thing. And after uh, experiencing near death before, that changed my whole perspective onto everything. Um, I was misdiagnosed for a certain thing and took the wrong medication and, you know, yeah, um, almost saw the white light. <laughs> and after that, it put, it changed my whole perspective on life and just people. So now on the very extreme rare occasion, I get a little bit in a snit over something. I literally have to sit back and I have to look around my, my castle and just look at the little things that bring me joy, the little things that I've worked hard for. You know, stuff like that. And once once I do that, you get a whole other perspective on what's going around. Because you figure there is nothing in this world, you know, worth losing your mind over 
of course, other than the loved ones, the family, stuff like that. But other than that, there's really, there's really nothing in this world that would really put me into that stress levels to where I was before. So now I'm a very, very calm, docile African-American black man. So everything is good with that now. You know, but of course, I do have that Negro switch I will hit on occasion just in case somebody angers me. So. And plus, I still want to see the day that you were angry. I've had this dream ever since you and I used to work together. Because I've never, I've seen you maybe slightly irritated, but I've never seen just being simply mad, just being annoyed. I don't think I've ever seen that. And my life will not be complete until that moment. I will eventually find out what, how to flip that switch. Um, and I think it will be beautiful. Um, bring my ex to a party and yeah, you definitely, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, um. No, just nothing. Nothing will ever get me upset because nothing's really worth it. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'll get irritated. Yeah, I'll make a face. You know, I may see, you know, but you know, in my brain because I'm, cause, you know, because my eyes will be rolling back so hard. Uh, other than that, nothing will really, nothing really get to me. Um, and actually, before I toss it back to you, because I know you have something else. What What would be the main thing that would that would push your buttons, Ashley? I mean, w- I mean, like, would it be a would it be, I mean, not, of course, not to delve into something like that because that's really, really personal, but would it have to be a person? Would it have to be a phrase? Would it have to be an action to get you to just explode? Um, to be honest, I guess, I mean, the typical, you know, me, like anyone that's been listening to this for a long time since slacking majestically, when you're just being a flat out dick, especially to other people, that gets on my nerves, that irritates me. If you're talking about what will aggravate and make me mad directly, it's only a hit and miss. For the most part, I avoid people and things that could do that. I don't like to do it. Um, honestly, if anyone talks negatively about my husband or my dad, those are my two biggest triggers. Um, like... Uh, for example, like my, my, my mom, her and I, we don't, I love her. She's my mom. We don't see eye to eye. And I'm the type of person, I do not like to be backed up in an emotional corner. So if you're arguing with me and clearly I'm on edge, and then all of a sudden you want to bring my father into it, I will say something that will make you cry. And I will not repeat it on the podcast, but afterwards when we're not on air, I can share it. But that's how deeply it's like, you hit me, I will hit you back harder, and I will probably destroy a piece of your soul. And I'm not saying that too, I mean, a little bit of exaggeration, but I mean, that, so for me to get mad, it's going to hurt you. Well, of course, I mean, because you and I have that type of personality to where we will go for the jugular. That's just who we are. So I, yep. I do I do understand that. Uh, Dakota, what about you? I mean, would it would it be just basically the same thing for you? I mean, you know, uh, if someone would go for the low hanging fruit, you know, in your life to to, to push that button, you know, um, that would that would I hate the word trigger, but that would spark something in you to uh, you know to attack pretty much. In the past, maybe. Nowadays, though, it's, for me, actually, believe it or not, it's repetition. It's somebody saying the same thing over again or bringing up something that happened in the past over and over and over again and just constant. 
egging me on. And then eventually, of course, I'm going to blow up. I mean, that's it's just it's it's just what happens. It's just what happens. You know, you you poke something long enough, it's going to wake up. Um, you can go ahead and talk about my family. I don't care. I know who they are. They're not the best people, but they are my people. And push come to shove, I will, I will, I will defend them, whether it be verbally or physically, because that's that that is how I was raised. Is that you protect the people you care about. You don't necessarily have to physically fight for them, but you can verbally fight for them. You can defend them. That brings me back to, you know, like I don't. You know, think about my husband. I don't necessarily have to defend him, but what makes me mad is my husband's from the Middle East. He is Muslim, so you can imagine comments and things I have heard in the past. Um, I remember one where I—I I think it's the most I've ever been so angry at somebody for saying something about my husband. It was dear. So basically, Adrian would know this i'm not sure if you remember it on the news or not for where you live dakota but um maybe six seven years ago throwing out a random number was the the pulse nightclub shooting in orlando and so that hit everyone here hard um orlando is literally my stopping grounds i have friends that would go there but luckily everyone i knew safe um definitely married again husband's muslim the guy that was a shooter allegedly Muslim uh, and I say allegedly because someone that claims to be Muslim and they do something like that they're not Muslim like I, I don't believe that and neither does someone that's an actual Muslim believes that either and this person she was I don't know if Adrian remembers her turn up I'm not gonna say her name she used to be a second shift manager when this happened and I remember the next day or the day after I'm at work with her we're talking and of course, uh, everything's been coming up. It's on the newspapers we were selling. It's everywhere. And I remember her asking me, you know, what does your husband think about it? Yeah, like, what is, what is your husband? Like, no one ever, no one will ask questions about my husband. Like, oh, it's raining today. What does your husband think about that? Oh, this person <laughs> wants to run for president. What does your husband think? No, it's specifically a nightclub shooting for you know the alphabet community because i can't say the whole phrase i my tongue twists um and the shooter was again legend muslim my husband's a muslim and that's the only reason why she asked me that it's like what did your husband think about that like and i looked at her i was like what is that supposed to mean she's like, oh, she, I was like why why would you care about what my husband's opinion is and she's like kind of stumbling i said it's because my husband's muslim is that why you're asking because I'd be really fucked up if that's why you're asking me. And she was like very quiet, decided to go back to taking care of customers. And I remember talking to the uh, store manager the next time I saw her. It's like, I do not want to wear, I don't, because I was like, I don't need to do the whole corporate steps or anything. I just not, do not want to work a shift with this person again because I was ready to fight. <laughs> because that made me so mad that because my husband's Muslim and there's a stigmatism of what Muslims, how they act, how they are all this stuff and so something very tragic happened something where i was actually messaging friends of mine making sure that they were okay that they did not go there and then the very next day i'm being asked how does my husband feel about it does he support it does maybe he's like you know what what it, it, dude 
I'm fired up because of that again. It, it was so, made me so, so mad. Oh, trust me. I have stories upon stories upon stories upon stories of, you know, blatant ignorance. But, uh, yeah, we don't want to turn into something like that because we can be going about that all night. And then eventually I'll have to, you know, make it funny and ask to see um, <laughs> Dakota's weenus afterwards, you know, just, you know, like just to break the ice. So. Show the weenus. There it oh, is. Weenus. Weenus. You know I me, mean? I've always heard that white weenuses are always smaller, but, but I guess I was wrong. Anyhow, I digress. Uh, Everything which... about me is dummy thick, Adrian. Everything. <laughs> I got a big fucking head. I got big fucking forearms. I got flabby arms. I got I got big chest. I got man titties. And I got a big old ass. You know, that's just that's just a turn on. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna have to look away because uh, this really gonna mess up the flow of the conversation. Piggybacking off of that, do you know what happened to me one day while I was at work? What happened? I confused the shit out of somebody. Is what happened. I was bent over in the clothing department, and I had I had black jeans on. I had black jeans on, and I I enjoy I enjoy a well-fitting pant. I will say, I was bent over, picking something up off the floor, and a very nice African American man came up behind me and said, "Damn!" And then I <laughs> then I then I shot up and turned around. He was like, "Oh shit!" and ran away, and ran away. I confused the hell out of that poor man. Same. I would at least got his number and said thank you. I mean, just. <clears throat> you think the bend and snap? <laughs> I did not do the bend and snap. No, I just, I just, I just, I just shot up and turned around, and he was like, ah, and then just, just booked it, because I looked like this. I had slightly longer hair, but I had a full beard, full beard, and he was like, ah, and just. Hey, just listen, booked. you are a beautiful woman. I, I'm built like a woman. But only, only in the chest and the hips. Everything else. I have big fucking shoulders. I'm Apparently like in the booty, that. too. Apparently in the yeah. booty, too. Thighs and ass and boobs, yes. But everything else, I am, I am built like a brick shit house. I'm, I'm, I'm tall. I am slightly above the average height for the man. Now, what was that your description? Uh, tall, thick, and delicious or something like that? Don't hate me because Jesus made me tall, thick, and delicious. There we go. That's my favorite thing I like to say at work, too. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all I have, all I have is a chocolate thunder going on. Um, I have a question, Ashley. You said what, what? What was it you you mentioned? He didn't stand stand up and pop it, or what was it? The bend and snap. What is the, the bend and snap? I'm 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 morbidly curious. I cannot I cannot verbally explain to you. I will send you a YouTube link, but you should watch the movie Legally Blonde to really get it. Gotcha. I was just curious, um, and then maybe okay. maybe one of these days, Dakota, I'll ask for a visual from you, sir, about it. Um, I think he wants to know more than just being curious, though. Well, I mean, he is a handsome, handsome man. Um, but really, really funny story, and then we'll go to another topic. Hey, don't look at me like that. Uh, we'll go to another topic here before I talk about one more, <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> uh, in my uh, in my early in my early twenties. <laughs> In my early 20s, um, Dakota, I think you'll appreciate this one. I was I, I was in line at the grocery store, and uh, behind me uh, was a mother and son. The son was about maybe I think like three or four, and I think actually I told this story to you before. And uh, oh. yeah, and the son kept looking at me. You know, the son kept staring at my backside, 
and he would look at my backside further and further and further. The mother would sheepishly, you know, kind of tell him, you know, stop, you know, come, kind of, you know, stop. So after a few minutes, uh, I heard him say, Mom, I can't see it. You know, Mom, I can't see it. And he would stare a little bit more. And the mother would kind of just push him aside okay. a little bit. And after a few minutes, I kind of turned and looked at him. And he goes, Mom, I don't see his tail. Exactly. That's the look I had on my face, too. Oh, I am bitch slapping the hell out of a child. I am coming. Oh, I'm bitch slapping both of them. I, lady, how the hell is your kid saying that in a public place? I understand if you don't want to have a private moment at home. Still not okay. But in public? In public? Oh, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, I'm going to smack the hell he's out of a child. He's about to break down into a sermon in church right now for Baptist. Oh, <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I would have bitch slapped the hell out of that child and that mother for saying that in a public place. My <clears throat> Lord. Um, <laughs> uh, trust me, I have multiple stories like that, but that's a whole other story for another day. I have tons and tons of black stories, and uh, yeah. So, uh, things that'll make your head spin. So, it, it, it's wonderful. Oh, here. Well, here. I'll tell you one more, and then we'll go to something else. Because the look on your face explains it all, and too bad, my audience, you cannot see his expression when I told that story. Um, once again, in my early 20s, uh, my brother, who's adopted, he, you know, he's Caucasian. And, um, and, he, and, of course, he was a ladies' man you know, at that age. You know, the girls loved him and everything. And his girlfriend had a best friend. She tried hooking me up with the best friend. Best friend's Caucasian. And we all hung out together one night. We had a great time. And um, so um, she called my brother. And I'm hearing, on the, you know, I'm hearing through the speakerphone what they're saying. And she's like, okay, well, you know, um, I had a great time with him. He's a great guy, handsome, blah, blah, blah. And my brother's like, okay, you know, is this a connection? Going to hook up again? And she's like, well, I'm not too sure yet. He is really good looking for an N-word. <laughs> oh. oh. Yes. What the? Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that, oh, hang so, on. So, 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 you do understand why I'm a very mellow guy nowadays, because I've heard everything known to mankind. I can shock you guys all night with all these weird, wacky stories. But uh, I do want to change topics. But, but please, Dakota, by all means... Let, let it out, sir. I see look on your face. There was one day, one day at Walmart when the stupid country bumpkin motherfucker came in. Came in and thought he he was king shit. He, I almost lost my job. I almost lost my job this day. This this was before Becky was working here. This was back when I still worked in the meat department. He was, he was looking I, for chicken feet. He was looking for chicken feet for whatever reason. For whatever reason. He was making, he was making soup or something. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but he was white, whiter than me. This was a cracker. This was a mountain, mountain man who lived on the mountains of Caucasus. Okay, he was a white boy, and at some point he's like, you know, I just, I just really hate. And then he said it, and I screamed at him so loud to get the fuck out of my store. So loud, so loud. I just, I just pointed at the door and said, "Get the fuck out of my store." And he looked at me. He looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And 
And I was like, I was like, no, motherfucker, you're the fucking crazy one. How dare you say that to me? You don't know me, and even if you did, I don't want to hear that. Sh- what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with people, man? Well, hey, just just think of it this way. I'm 46 years old. I've heard everything, everything, everything. But once again, it's a whole another topic for a whole another day. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's it's and this on a light note. It's not talking about personal experience or I mean it kind of is, but not in depth, depth like that. What I love to do to people because I love to make people uncomfortable, uh, obviously. So with me being white, I get people, um, and this has been going on for like years of me working my finances. And because I'm white, people with a similar uh, that are also white think I might share the same feelings as them. And so they'll sit with me and they'll start ranting about, you know, certain about things and or they'll make a joke. Now the punchline is obviously against someone that uh, either they're different um, sexualities and whatever, you know, but I always just look at them and I'm like, and they, cause they start laughing. I look at them. I was like, wait, I don't get it. Wait, what do you mean? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand it, but like, how was that? How was that funny? And they're like, Oh, you're so you're one of those people. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm really confused. Like, can you say it again? Because I don't, I don't think I understood the joke. And some people have fallen into the bait to take the joke in and it turns very awkward for them. And sometimes they're just, or just turns awkward already because I'm like, why can you explain the joke to me? Because now they're going to have to explain a very, very bad joke and not a dad joke, a very bad joke in a public place because I'm calling them and they think, oh, you're one of those people. (laughs) Bro, you started it. You started it. I don't understand what was funny about it. I need you to explain it to me. I am the stupid. So that's what I like to do. So if you ever encounter people like that, just like look at them, be look genuinely confused, like, Wait, I didn't get it. Oh, I mean, there's... Why was that <clears throat> there's, there's nothing more entertaining than getting the, um, you know, I'm on the phone and I'm helping out someone and, you know, okay, well, I'll come into your office and, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll speak to you. And then maybe a half hour later, a gentleman or a young lady walks in and they ask for, for Walker AC and I go, that's me. And then you see the, the confused look wash over their face and go, oh, you're him. Oh, you don't. And then he pause. And I go, yes. I don't sound like or look like. You go ahead and say it. It's okay. And then on occasion, we get the, you know, we get the ignoramus that goes, you don't look like you sound. And then I laugh and I go, what am I supposed to sound like? <laughs> And then we get the uncomfortable silence, and then I laugh, and I continue on about my day. Now, a little small aside here, <clears throat> someone who you and I used to work with, Ashley, said that same thing to me, right in front of another coworker. They said, and then there's Walker AC. He really doesn't look like how he sounds. And I, and I tilted my head, and I'm like, what am I supposed to sound like? And like clockwork, they pantomimed what a African-American person in their mind is supposed to sound like and look like. Including lowering their pants, slumping their shoulders, and pantomiming 
what an African American oh. African American person will look like. I well, this is someone I remember. Yes, you do remember this person. I immediately walked away, and I'm like, wow. Uh, you just. I will not say their name on the podcast, <laughs> but can you message me because I really want to know who this podcast bitch was. <laughs> yes, I shall, but. In the interim, we shall change subjects because we don't want to get too deep, too too deep into the woods on this one. Uh, I, I brought an idea, but I'll bounce it to you first, Ashley. Did you have anything else on your plate before I? I don't want to monopolize the whole conversation. Well, you know, maybe I was going to talk about how hard it is to be a woman, but you know, it would be a man just you know interrupt me and not let me get to my topic. No, whatever. Dakota, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. What are you apologizing for? Take my white ass and go get some water real quick. I'll be right back. So clearly, I'm joking because um, yes. that's a whole other podcast as well. But um, nothing really. I think you and I just need to do small talk while he comes back for water, or we can smack talk him and be like thick bunkus. <gasps> Thick bunkus. Thick bunkus. Thick bunkus. Now, of course, you keep saying that name, so please remind the audience that you're talking about a cat and not, you know, Dakota, our our, our guest here. Oh, of course I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the cute little kitty. His name is Thick Bunkus. <laughs> He's so cute. He's all curled up there. Honestly, this is like, I can watch this all day, and then when Dakota gets back, I just kind of like, eh, change the <laughs> channel <and> commercials. <laughs> Which totally, which totally defeats the purpose of having a podcast if you're just going to stare at the cat the whole time. I, I like staring at pussy. What is your problem here? <sighs> See? See, she takes it, takes a certain pussy. level. She takes a certain level and just dips it down into the pit. Anyhow, Dakota, you were saying? Giggity. Wow. Mine. Mine. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're going to be moving a lot closer to Becky. I'm going to have a better opportunity to get Thick Bunkus. You, you won't be off in the mountains anymore, will you? No, but I'll have neighbors who will watch for me. I think I give a fuck about neighbors. I'd be in and out of there before they can do shit. And now, here's I mean, here's like a final question for the evening. And of course, once again, this is yeah, I mean, it's such a wide topic here, and everybody talks about religiously no pun intended um when when you were younger you 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 set a goal for yourself when you were younger now did you did you attain that goal or did you dish that goal for something else you know um as you've gotten older and and dakota i'll start with you wait what i'm 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 lost here what 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 happened (laughs) okay okay when you were a child you probably had a dream like mommy i want to be a spaceman and now you work in customer service. So what did you dream about when you were a child versus what you're doing now? Does it meet your expectations? Are you even a little bit more depressed now that you're thinking about it? I'm very glad that I did not choose the career path that I wanted when I was younger. Which was? I wanted to be a police officer. What, what made I you not pursue it? A lot of different things, mainly my mom convincing me not to do it because of the dangers assigned with the, uh, with the uh, profession, you know, getting shot at or whatever, especially if I was going to do it in Colorado, the area we lived in, there was gang violence and all other types of things happening. A lot of crazy Mexicans. And I can say that because 
mi familia es español. I know I look white as shit, but I am actually Puerto Mexican. Sí. Um, <laughs> but no, and especially considering everything that's going on nowadays, being being a police officer is a nearly a death sentence now. It's nearly a death sentence now because because of and I'm not going to go into it at all because I have no say in any of it because I am not a cop. I am I am and I am not a person of color. I am just an observer. I am just living in the world around me, and I fear for everyone, not just police, not just African Americans, not just women, not just men. I fear for everybody because everything's going to shit. In one way or another, it is and it isn't. But I I I I left my field to go and detail cars for a little bit. I got out of customer service, detailed cars for a little bit. And came back to it because Walmart, you can't beat the pay, and also you do meet some very nice people. So I may not carry a, uh, a I may not carry a gun, but I still find ways to help people, and it's it's still a necessary help because you know old people come in, can't figure out where the mothballs are. I get asked at least 15 times a day by people who have been in there before who are 60 plus years old where the mothballs are. Every single time, I either take them to it or I just simply remind them where it is. It's it, it's it's no matter what you do, you're always in you're always going to be in service to somebody. And I don't need to carry a gun to do that. I realize I can just be helpful in a different capacity. Interesting. Yeah, I don't like taking too long, Ashley. That's what happens is I ramble. Why did you invite me to this? You know I'm a shithead. No, listen, I don't. I don't care for that. Okay, I'm listening to you, but at the same time, I'm watching Thick Bunkus make biscuits. And, like, so I've been very, you know, entranced in that. So it's like, but you did get me where you're like, oh, where I work at, I get to meet really nice people. And it made me think, you work with Becky, and so you're a liar. She 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 is our special raccoon, so like we do love her. So, and uh, Ashley, what about you? Depends on the day and the weather for yeah, me. Good point. Yeah, yeah, like you might listen to this and I'm like, I'm uh, fuck you. Damn it! Yay! <laughs> no, don't get rid of thick bunkus. <laughs> if you get rid of thick bunkus, I swear I will hop off this podcast so fast. I will. End this call. Do not well, remove Are we going to play Dead by Daylight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, see, I'm still trying to keep her on this very last topic, but right now she's so fixated. I will not play Dead by Daylight. Nope, shush, Adrian. I'm making a statement. I won't. Oh, you're still making biscuits. Okay, I will not play Dead by Daylight if you remove Thick Bunkus from view. All right, then. All right, now it's my turn. Thick, speaking of Thick Bunkus, as a child, I really want to work with animals. I dream of being a vet veterinarian uh when i got older it's the, it was still there still wanted to work with animals it actually started when i was 18 i actually started wanting to go to school and i actually wanted to pursue like wildlife enforcement i actually wanted to think about being a game warden or work with wildlife rescue um and i wanted to go to school and do all this stuff i got into a really bad accident got a really serious injury and i'm like oh well that kind of that's a job that requires a lot of labor, and I would not be able to do it. So I left the field, and I kind of felt lost. And the thing is, is like when I was started working, there was it was like a program slash scholarship. It was basically 
a program where you could live throughout national forests around the country from Alaska to all over. And you would live in a cabin, the cabin would be paid for you and all the basic necessities. Um, and then you get like a small little income to buy extra stuff if you wanted, but you'll get the experience, you would get the, the, the schooling, all that stuff while working in national parks. And I did consider that, but I was so stupid and in my partying days and I turned it down. And like, I just, I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, why am I going to be in the middle of the woods and I can't do all this with my friends? Like an idiot. But if I did take that, I might not have met my husband. So no regrets. Um, so that was actually a true passion that I had. It didn't go away when I turned like 13, 14, like some people do. Uh, it happened between me being stupid to me having a serious injury where I knew that just wasn't going to be a career because I don't want to work in education. And, you know, I'm just standing there like, hey, don't touch that. I don't I don't want to do that. I want to be in the action of saving animals. And the idea of being a game warden, that, that would seem really fun. Uh, but, I mean, I'm still kind of working like that. I work in customer service, especially in banking, and I still work with animals called human beings because they fucking act like animals, I swear to God. So I like where I'm at. I'm in a solid career. I'm actually pretty good at it. Um, if I if I could, if I could, if there's a button I could switch where I can start all over and I can take all this and I'd still meet my husband and I'd still be like with him and happy, I would do it. But I can't. And I don't want to be a veterinarian because it takes a long time to go to school and the pay just isn't really there. I'm already making enough income more than what veterinar- some veterinarians make. So, I mean, that's a plus side because unfortunately, veterinarians, depending where you live, they don't really make a lot vet text, vet text too. They don't make a lot of income. And that's sad because animals are important and you should get paid. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I wanted to <clears throat> be a police officer also. Not, you know. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Put Thick Bunkus back on the camera. Let Adrian talk. Put Thick Bunkus <laughs> back on the camera. I will let him talk. Put Thick Bunkus back on. Put him back on. Now, for those of, <laughs> now, for those of my listeners I'm who's uh, listening, listening to what she's saying, she wants her camera... She wants to cat Turn the lights on. back on the podcast here. I will Obviously, off. you can't see it, but this is what something she wants to see. I will get up. <laughs> and also, for those of you who are keeping score, uh, Dakota just turned off his webcam that had the camera. Ashley Damn. is in uh, shock, sucks. and yes, yeah, she's pretty upset about that. Adrian, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you can message me. When Thick Bunkus isn't making a appearance again. Goodbye. Really? And with that, folks, she hopped off the podcast because the cat wasn't <laughs> the cat wasn't back on, but the jokes on her. Dakota came back with lights on with the cat in his hand. So <sighs> good Lord Almighty. We are going to wrap up the show. I would like to thank Dakota for being part of the show. Once again, it has been a tremendous pleasure. And if people ever want to reach out to you, where can they find you if you wish? I am, uh, hold on, let me set him down real quick. You can find me on youtube.com. It is Coda1996, K-O-D-A-1996. You can comment on my videos. And 
they are awful, and I do apologize in advance. I am also on the TikTok. It is just my name. It is at Dakota Kimball. It's a picture of me in a hat with blue sunglasses and what looks to be either red or pink lipstick. I don't know why I haven't changed that yet, but people seem to like it. Cool. Awesome. And uh, that's, that's about it. And of course, awesome. I mean, do you, I, do you have any parting words uh, to our podcast listeners out there who have uh, you know, chose to download, listen to our show, and become interactive? Uh, do you have any parting words for them? Parting words, advice, anything in your mind, the floor is all yours. I appreciate everybody who took their time to listen to us, ramble on about random things. I hope you learned something. And remember, every day is an opportunity to learn something new and to be a better person. Cool. Very good. And you can also find our shows on 22 uh, free apps. Just do a search for the Walker AC Experience. Once again, that's the Walker AC Experience. We're on Spotify. We're on Player.fm. We're on iHeartRadio. Everything in between. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Get those algorithms up. You're looking for a nice podcast to listen to. You can always chime in and talk to us and listen to us. Give us a shout out on slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. And before we cannot finish out this show, because Ashley Majestic just came back, and uh, yes, her and Dakota right now are having a nice little silent arguing and fighting, debating, and yes, sign language aplenty. So we cannot sign off until Ashley has her final say. Oh, good Lord. So, uh, Floor's all yours. Why Why do I need to make a joke when we have Dakota here? He is the joke of the podcast. This yeah, is I our said. guest. This is our guest. You cannot do that to it our guest. Not. He bamboozled and Thick Bunkus is no longer around and I am upset. I I was getting him for you, but you wouldn't give me the opportunity. You just left. Wow. Madame. <laughs> wow. You I wow know. all you want, Post Malone. Wow all you want. Hell yeah. I can't. I would post my lawn. Okay. Wow. All right. You want a joke that's not Dakota right now? All right. What do you call a group of friends that you go out to eat with? What? Taste buds. <sighs> Good night, everybody.